This podcast uses bad words. There. It's on you now. Get over it. Start of me. I wake up early because I lay in bed for like almost an hour <laughs> hating being awake. <laughs> And yet here he is awake playing and Dungeons and Dragons I with us. About my morning routine. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. I hope that your Sunday morning routine includes watching this lovely program uh, of Dungeons and Dragons Team X, otherwise known as Team Xenagogue, who is an official franchise of Acquisitions Incorporated operating out of the Pinedale region with exclusive rights to the Chandlewood region, but we find our protagonist far afield as they pursue their various... Treading on other folks' turf. And listen, that's what we do. So, but before we get into today's game, let us go through our normal morning ritual of uh, introductions. So I will start to my left here. Uh... I'm Clues playing Drum My Gem Weaver, who's currently looking for her dice. <laughs> you don't need dice for a game like this. I had those around here somewhere. I had a uh, brief moment of panic because I was like, where are my dice? Exactly. <laughs> we we need those things. Sometimes. We need those things. I have, need I have my rock. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. I've got them ever conveniently in my cup. <laughs> in my little Stay cup. Here. In my little, my cup. little cup. But it's got a cute little dragon. <laughs> And moving on. <laughs> moving on to my right. Just to, I want to I want to just at one point someone is going to ask you to make acquisitions incorporated ass dice. Ass. Ass dice. Like the the statue of the asses that that one dude oh, makes. God. They're going to ask, okay. "Can I have ass in my dice?" And you're going to so have that to wouldn't be the weirdest thing just but random dice. offshoot. <laughs> I legit had to make the golden penis dice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Butt dice and dick dice. Butt dice and these dice have little dicks Happy in Sunday, it. everybody. Today's what? the Lord's Day. Happy Sun did, did, happy, happy dick dice. Do they make you roll better? Do they channel virility to you? No, they just <laughs> have penises in them. No, but when you roll a natural 20, uh, you can just say, you just got dicked. You just got dicked down. <laughs> well, it had to be that, you know, it was pointing at the ones. So. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Continuing along to my right. Uh, what, a, what a strange You're craft you find yourself in. I know. <laughs> it's laudable, but it's like, damn. We have cast dead people too, so you know. Yeah. Thing. Hi, I'm Viking Goat. <laughs> I don't have anything interesting to say. Oh, that's not true. He's our capybara boy. I live a normal, normal life. And he, he, uh, we just got back from the place that you hate most in the multiverse. Well, no, no. Thunuk, but I, I, who I play, yes, he has Thunuk, interesting our things to say. Gentle capybara boy. Yes, I'm Viking Goat, guy who cut his hands up yesterday because he's an idiot when installing gutters. Gutters. That's watch all out. I've got to say about myself. Okay. <laughs> Touching him is a one d four experience. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> to the bottom. Next. <laughs> right. Is that one me? That is you. <laughs> What's your fun fact for the day? I am blind cleric. Um. Hugon Valander. Yesterday was the first Saturday I've got it off since June 2019, so that was fun. Um, and I spent it doing chores. 
and uh, reading books. And then I finally managed to get a hold of the uh, Tex-Mex place that I like to go to on weekends, and they gave me an absolute godly portion of Menudo. That was amazing. Oh. <laughs> I had like three or four beers, and it was great. Just a fantastic. That's a good Saturday. Yeah, and then I slept three hours, and and then I fell asleep. And here I am, ready. To... I just had to make the connection that that was a bad thing. Oh. I was like, oh, good. I'm three... like, wait. oh, wait, no. That's... Wait a minute. <laughs> Other people sleep like normal. Yeah. I'm the mutant. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. And to the bottom left of our screen here. Good morning. I am. Roz, also known as Purple Monkey Robots, and I'm playing the Tiefling Bard Eno. And uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do a Jim Morrison impersonation, but this this title is The Doors, so mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah. it's possible. It is possible. Got <laughs> I just on the storm. As long as we don't get sued. Uh, I love that skit so much. Sorry. I was just thinking about the Jimmy Fallon, Jim <laughs> oh. Morrison. <laughs> Every time somebody says the doors, I'm rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's too good. It is. Uh, and I am uh, I am Brian Wiggins, otherwise known as Saint Brian. I will be the dungeon master for this motley crew of miscreants, reprobates, and other words. Uh, other R words. Other R words that are in there. Uh, delinquents, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know their entire Just history. Brian, say what you really feel. Just call us millennials and be done with it. <laughs> you old <Uh-oh>. fart. <laughs> okay, boomer. What? You see this, you see this gray? Gonna... That's not millennial gray. No. Yeah, no you, this, you, is mil- this is millennial gray. You can't see any of my whatever I have Gen X gray because yeah, I, I have I'm, removed it. I'm basically just being... <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so, uh, on today's up. episode, well, let's speak. <laughs> previous episode, last time on Team X, uh, Team X had found themselves in Sigil uh, pursuing their various goals. They needed to find out some information about uh, Eno's friend Alexi, who had at some point when they uh, when they came back into uh, when they when they when he showed back up um, many many episodes ago had apparently been turned into some kind of weird cyborg. So there were some questions as to how that happened. Um, as well as general questions regarding many of the things that had been happening over the course of, one might say, close to three seasons, uh, as far as plot. And um, it was determined that Grandmama Gemweaver, who we knew lived in Sigil, uh, possibly had some answers to some of these questions. Um and upon arriving there, uh, some of those questions were, in fact, answered. Uh, and it appears that possibly an ancient enemy of Grandmama Gemweaver is rearing her ugly head once again. But while there also, um, uh, Hugon was able to pursue his own task, his own self, self-given self task, which was he wants to find a way to destroy an artifact given to him by the Red Lady and has... Um, and if that seems rude and kind of like that's a gift you can't do that it's exactly right <laughs> and he does not care um, and uh, right. he, he has apparently uh, interacted and 
tried to retain the services of possibly someone from uh, the Gruul clans, maybe? We don't know. Um, Clan, Chaos Tech, somebody. Uh, Rakdos, who knows? Uh, who knows? But, um, but he was uh, told to seek out someone named Zent the Unwise in Waterdeep, uh, who had uh, possibly had the, the power enough to destroy something that was created by the gods in this way. And the team, uh, upon uh, finishing their... Uh, finishing their most immediate needs, their most immediate errands in Sigil, have found themselves back in Waterdeep. And Hugon has gone trudging off with his new flesh mask off to the docks to go try to find uh, Zent the Unwise. And the rest of Team X, if memory serves, was trying to find a way to contact the, uh, the King of Dragons, Bahamut. Um, and was told that perhaps finding one of his uh, temples might be the best course of uh, the, the best course of action in order to find out how to do that. And we had left the previous episode with uh, Thunuk and Eno and Drenmai standing there in the crowds in the middle of the City of Splendors as Hugon went stomping off to go do his Hugon thing. Hugon was a major prick last time we played. Just, he was just an absolute champion of an asshole. <laughs> level one, like S level. Yeah, S, S plus rank piece of shit. <laughs> um, and I must, I, I, I just feel the need to say this. This is the characters. Yeah, this is the character. The players love each other very, very much. We're, we're cool. So, uh, well, yeah, and also, uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just, but, but I do yeah. feel it's important to say that because I think it, you know, very, it is very important. It's so important. It's just like these are some, people. That, like, people identify with their characters very personally, but yes, Gideon and Clues like each other very, very much. Yes, oh, yeah. and Hugon. We so don't. Much. No, actually, no. there's not really a whole lot of people that Hugon does like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Dren would. I think Dren just likes picking on Hugon. Yeah, and. Hugon is, I want to stress, not a good person. Like, I think that that's important. That <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's just establish that. So, um, so, where do we want to start today? Do we want to start with... Let us do this. Uh, for, the, uh, for the three members who didn't go stomping off to the dock ward, dock, the, 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 to, off to the docks, because we had learned that Zent the Unwise, uh, the directions that Hugon was given was were that Zent, it, Zent would be somewhere where there was a high concentration of bars, taverns, uh, houses of ill repute um, that would narrow it down and then look for fire. Because apparently this is just a guy. It's not hard to miss. Once you've narrowed it down, Waterdeep being a pretty large city. Um, so... For the three remaining members, is the plan just to go directly to try to find a Temple of Bahamut and go there? Or were there other things that were important to do prior to that? So, um, you know, uh, watches as Hugon trudges off and he, and he, um, and he holds up his hand. He goes, wait. I've got, I've got something I need to deliver. I've got a delivery to make here. 
and he like reaches in his bag and he's got this is an envelope right uh, i think it was a sealed sealed envelope, letter right? yeah it was like like folded so when you pull it out you can see there's um it's it's been very cleverly folded in a way that it's actually like locked shut uh based on the way that it, that it has been um yeah. there there would be no way for you to undo it and then redo it okay so it's acting so the folding is acting actually acting as its own seal it's an origami padlock yeah there's actually um there's actually historical evidence of uh sealing folds that they were used in um medieval europe where they would actually be able to fold things in a very specific way that they sometimes they haven't even been able to figure out how they actually folded them. Um, because there's a way that unless you know how to undo it, it, it would dis- essentially it would destroy it or it'd be very obvious that it was open. Mm. So it acts as like a wax seal without using a wax. And every, and people had like their own individual way of doing it. And that is what this letter looks like. Darsh? Have any of us seen this letter? Um, Nunnick did, I think. I think Thunic was with me. Yes. I think we went back we went back to Darsh. Okay. I'm pretty sure Thunic was there. Like whether he remembers that or you know, um, anything. And I know. think Dren was there because she made the introduction introduction to Darsh. And he so I think that she would be aware that the the request was made for a letter to be delivered. She yeah, might not have been there when you actually received it because it was like yeah. I have to write the letter. You know, it was one I of don't the... remember if she came back to the cart with us. I don't remember if she was she, there. Like I know she I know was following was you because you guys were tripping balls okay. when you guys went back there, and I think oh, she yeah, was yeah, sticking maybe. around. Yeah, yeah she yeah, was. Yeah, she right. was not gonna not watch you guys tripping balls out of pure yeah, entertainment yeah. value. I know. don't think Thunic would remember the letter because he was just way all right. too all over That's the place. True. <laughs> he was so... seeing some things. So I look at Thunic and I'm like, yeah, you remember the the letter, Dar- Darsh, Darsh, the the guy that ran the cart that you kept wanting to touch things and he was telling you not to touch things. And oh, then we had this whole thing about touching things. Yes, he he okay. was selling the cursed things that were not supposed to be uncursed for some reason. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, and then you know like looks around and then he realizes he's holding this letter up and like people can see and he's then he puts it away. He's like, oh, um. And he, uh, he just says, uh, yeah, he said that whoever I'm supposed to deliver this to would just reveal themselves. So I don't really know who I'm supposed to deliver it to, but I got to remember to do that. Sorry. Maybe. Fears. Got what, a letter. Got a letter. It's got a thing on it. Hey, everybody. Let's let's deliver this. this to you. I'm trying to commit a crime. <laughs> Who's, whose letter is this? It's my letter, says the cop. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. that's mine. Can I see it? They said that they were just going to reveal themselves, so here you, need, here you, you go. You need to come with me, sir. Well, no, I think I'm done. I, th- I think we're good. And you know what? I just remembered it was Darsh that wanted the, the mushrooms. That's right. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can make beer out of some of them. Mm. Anyway, uh... Do you guys need to do anything while we're here? I no. I don't think I had any specifically for me here. 
Alexi, do you have any, do you, is there anything that you'd like to do while we're here? I'm just going along for the ride at this point. No. I mean, we do have some okay. business down at the bar that we should probably attend to. I mean, we can try and we can try and fit that in. I mean, we will fit that in, but you know, priorities and all in. that. We should probably go try to contact the giant dragon god first, though. I think that might take priority over some things. Well, certainly, I mean, that is the priority, so... Um, but then, we shall drink. So, I I look for... I look for anybody on the street that looks like they might worship Bahamut. <laughs> <laughs> like, I start looking around to see... <laughs> Start profiling people. You uh, yeah, so, um, well, I'll say oh, this. What the fuck? There's no. <laughs> yeah, try that in Waterdeep. Just see how that works. It's a great idea. Yeah, I was gonna go say maybe there's like a religious district. Well, uh, not so much that, but I will say this: that um, you know, uh, because you had spent previous time in Waterdeep, this is not mm -hmm. an unfamiliar place to you. Right. You would know where there would be a temple to Bahamut. Oh, that's true. I probably um, would know. Where yeah, this is not like this is because I would imagine like uh, something like that. I mean, there's gonna be like little churches. All if, if this is like a city, like any other city, there's lots of little churches. Like if you wanted to find like the if you wanted to find like the uh, a church to Lathander, there's a few of them around. Little chapels, right? <laughs> Morning, but, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but, prick. but you also know that for something like this, you don't want to go to like the little church. You go to the big temple, right? Um, yeah. An example would be like here in Philadelphia. If you're going to go to like the Catholic church, it would be to the Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul, the giant one in Center City. You know, that's like a giant landmark that's been there for 200 some odd years. Mm -hmm. Um so you do know that there is a larger, like, temple, the the temple. When, when people say the Temple of Bahamut, you know which one they're talking about. Not one of, like, the little, like, neighborhood ones. It's not, right. the, it's not the neighborhood parish of Bahamut. It's the, the this is the one that, that's, like, it's like the tourist attraction almost. Like, people okay. come there just to see it sometimes. Not even for the point of worshiping. <laughs> see, that's not worship dragons in there. Exactly. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, for it's these things are usually of art, art, architectural, and you do know that in fact that the Temple of Bahamut is of architectural significance. Um, based on its design, it is very, very old, uh, as old as the city, possibly as old as the city itself. Um, and you remember when uh, th this was like a place that sometimes architectural students would come. It would be part of their studies. Uh, mm -hmm. and art students like um, they would people would go there to sketch to take a look and see what was done there just based on how it was built um, for its architectural its structural properties uh, design choices layout things like that it's actually a very well designed and you also know not ostentatious um, and, and I, I relay all those things to Thunuk and Dren and Alexi. Mm -hmm. Well, Alexi probably already knows it, but I, I relay those things to Dren and Thunuk. Like, like conversationally, as we're walking towards mm -hmm. the temple district, uh, or whatever it happens to be called, mm -hmm. uh, actually, 
Uh, like you know the uh, architecture of the uh, Temple of Pombat. So. Um, you so the temple would be located in one of the um, more well-to-do areas. Um, not in the like. There's a walled-off section where like the nobility live, like closer to where like where the open uh, uh, the open Lord of Waterdeep presides, where the where the Mast Lords um, meet. Um, so it is in a nicer area, uh, but it's not like in one of like the nobility areas because the idea is that anyone can walk into the Temple of Bonmet. And mm. um, so, yeah, so I, I can I can see that. It's like, you know, when when someone visits you, if well, you guys have all seen this when you come to when you've come to Philadelphia and I'm able to. Oh, yeah, I did this and this and this because, you know, I I'm excited about you being in Philly. Um, it's it's sort of the same thing where, yeah, you're able to point out like, oh, and there's this this happened over there. And oh, this is this little piece of history here. Um, as as you're making your way through, uh, give me a, give me a perception check though. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask if I can do one to see uh, if I see anybody I recognize or that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, put my character sheet. Uh, well, if you go to D and D Beyond, it couldn't be easier. Eight. It's an 18. I only get plus three to percent. 18. It's an 18, though. Um, okay. As you've been walking, you do notice a few furtive glances in your direction from people every now and then. Like, nothing obvious. Like, you don't feel like you're being followed. And it's not like people are gawking. You know, it's not like, oh, look, a tiefling. It's like, no, there's tieflings in Waterdeep. And, yeah. Um, so I've got my hood down. Yeah. Because so, I'm comfortable here. So. And But you notice, like, every now and again, like, maybe just you think that uh, one of the merchants or one of the vendors one of the street vendors like gives you like a second glance and you're not sure is it just because they thought you looked familiar is it because they just happened to see something shiny in your direction you know there's you know um you're not necessarily seeing it's 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 like um when you have that feeling when you're somewhere and you think you see someone that you know and so you do the second glance like "Uh, i don't think that's the person i think it is um Okay. Or you could be Gideon and like begin to curse at them because you're happy to see them, and then find out as you approach within ten feet that's not the person uh, that you thought it was. Oh, never mind. This isn't the person. And then I you have to explain yourself. But uh, they could to be a new the friend. man that you. He looks exactly like your Lebanese friend from <laughs> high school, uh, and that you're sorry for cursing want... at him, but you were very excited. I want more uh, of that story later. Ways amicably. I want more of that story later. Um, um, okay. But you notice that happened uh, a couple of times with someone as, like, they pass by the street, uh, as they pass by you coming the opposite direction. It's like that, every now and again, it's like that pointedly not looking at you. Um, or that double glance, or little, little things here and there. You're not sure as to, you're not picking up any intent, one way or the other. But you are noticing it every now and again. Hmm. And... Um, but you're able to wend your way through the city of splendors. And, uh, this area is, um, a little bit, it's, it's, like I said, it's a nicer area. So you've got, 
a fair mix of people. It doesn't have the same amount of rabble as you would have down at the docks, but it has, um, you are see there are, you know, there are beggars, maybe beggars of a higher class, you know, less, less pushy, less, less in your face. Uh, you are still seeing some people busking on the street corners, trying to make a, trying to make a copper here and there. Um, the, uh, the, the shops are of a uh, fair to middling area where it's like, you know, it's, it's not the cheapest stuff, but it's not the most expensive. It's like, you know, it's somewhere in between, you know, where, and you're seeing a fair amount of, of it's, it's a nice mix of, uh, water deep that you see in this particular area, um, of, of people of, of many different cultures and stratifications, uh, economic and social and otherwise mingling in this specific area. Um, and you finally get to, uh, the temple of Bahamut, which, uh, is surrounded. So it's, it's a, it's, it's about a, it's about a, like a, uh, 50 foot or so, uh, square, almost like a park square, um, where the, the temple comes almost right up to the street. There's like a very thin strip of green grass growing around it. Um, and it's this, uh, these white stones that are, are, uh, and it's, it's a, it's, I want to call it a three-dimensional trapezoid. So I almost want to say, is that be, would that be something like a trapezoid shaped prism type? Hmm. In other words, instead of it being, uh, nine, the walls are not 90 degrees. The walls are all tilted in. You know. It sounds like oh. you're describing a ziggurat. Yes, with a flat top. That's a ziggurat. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That can be a ziggurat. Okay. Um, Ziggurats can be any shape, and they're all beautiful. Yes. Um, and on the corners, you can see that there's uh, white obelisks um, uh, that are that are on e on the, the two corners that you can see. You obviously can't see the back because you know large white temple in front of you, and you can't see over the top. It's about 60, 70 feet high. Uh, very, you know, um, very imposing, um, but without like over again, without being overbearing. Um, and as you look, you can see there's, there is, uh, writing carved into the obelisks and it looks faintly of, uh, gold in the, in the inlay in, in, in the, uh, in the obelisks and in, in the, in the script. Um, and uh, as best you could tell, there's no mortar in this. This is very, very cleverly fit together, all of the stones that make up the temple. And you can see that there is uh, a door you know, to the front there that looks like it would be tall enough, uh, thunic for you to walk through without having to duck. Um, very well made, but very simple wooden, solid wood doors uh, that, that are, that are propped open now. So the breeze is able to blow in and over the top of the, the, uh, cross piece of the door, uh, there is a, uh, rendering in the, the stone that sits on top of that. There is a rendering of this, uh, great dragon, um, uh, that you can only assume to be Bahamut. Um, but you can see that there's, and there's people that are like, you know, walking around and you can see that there's some, every now and again, you'll see like some, um, looks like they're students, you know, doing sketches and all that. Um, 
There's a couple that's standing very, very still in front with a very, like, plastered smile on their face while an artist across the street is drawing them, you know? And it's like, so you can get your picture in front of the temple, you know? Because, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, you got to do all the touristy things when you're when you're visiting. Um, but you can see that, it, and you can see it looks like you can, uh, you can get into the temple very, very easily. Hey, Alexi, you remember that song I wrote? Uh, don't mutter in the temple of Bahamut because you might find yourself in the shutters. I got I, I to remember that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, well, we were pretty drunk. That's why I don't remember most of it either. Uh, I'll, I'll have to come up with the lyrics again on that. Did you uh, sing that one at the Tin Ferry? <sighs> there was a ferry somewhere. Hmm. I do remember a ferry. Perhaps uh, if we... Uh, perhaps if we weren't drinking there, it might jog your memory. It might come back, yeah. And it might not, because we might start drinking again. Yeah, that's true. And he uh, looks part, of, hey, part of me wonders is if, like, the experience was the fairy's fault. Like, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> mischief. <laughs> and looks, he looked, uh, uh, Alexi looks at you, Thunning. You look like you could put away quite a bit. Do you drink, Thunnick? Yeah. I mean, I'm not asking if you drink yourself, but... I'm asking if you drink, I guess. I don't understand the question. Do you, do you like do you, booze? Yeah. Do you drink beer? I like beer. Beer's nice. Okay. How about you, little one? I don't believe we've had the pleasure of drinking. I think we lost booze. No, she's. Yeah, she's I see you're blanking. She, oh. <laughs> Sorry. She's... she's uh, uh, Drenmai is taken in by all the architecture. You're standing so perfectly still, and your blinking was so subtle. I was like, I think your probably trying to figure out how did they build this. Bring it. If down. I'm in like a really cool area, um, yeah, I'd be more trying to figure like, just I'm just looking at it. I don't even think I'm so much paying attention. There's just a lot to take in. A lot there of stimulus. Lots of, lots of stimulus. Um, all right. And so you make your way into the temple and there's, okay. uh, and there's, there's people, you know, milling around looking and you can see that there's people supplicating at the various little altars around, you know, lighting a candle, saying a prayer, you know, doing all the little things, and you can see that there is a um, there is a uh, uh, a dragonborn um, uh, sitting uh, in the front on a slightly raised dais. He's uh, sitting there uh, 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 cross-legged. He's wearing it looks like some robes, uh, looks like some kind of priestly robes, and uh, he's just sitting quietly watching all of the all of the people it is a um uh his his scales are uh, a brass in color with a little bit of like like a, just a slight greenish tinge to them as he's uh as he's observing the various people the dragon has the greenish the the, the the dragonborn yes the dragonborn do i recognize him you do not okay <laughs> um I approach the dragonborn and I just 
now is he is he looking at the at like the altar or something? Or, no, like, he's uh, he... he's sitting down. He's looking What's at he all looking the at? at the people. He's just he's observing the people oh. that are. So he's watching. He's watching out. Yes. And like we're coming towards. Okay. So yes. I walk towards him. Yes. Um, and uh, um, I get up and I don't get too close, mm-hmm. but I get like to within like communication range, like mm-hmm. within about ten feet or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, uh, uh, and I kind of do like I kind of bat. Like, is he looking at me coming at him? Well, he sees you come. Yeah, he's not. He sees me. Yeah. And I say, uh, greetings. Greetings. How may I help you? I kind of look around. I'm looking for the king of the dragons. Do you have an appointment? I think it's probably assumed. Uh, I'm gonna roll a persuasion check. That's <laughs> good. I was like, "How do I? How do I adjudicate this?" <laughs> I think. I think it's it's just assumed, it's just that, assumed I have, that I have an appointment. Yeah, yeah I have a. Uh, I have a. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. That totally sucks. But wait a second. <laughs> but wait a second. But wait. I'm a bard. But wait a second. Uh, that doesn't completely suck. That's a total of sixteen. Sixteen. So I, I burned. I burned a. Uh, I burned an inspiration on that. Okay. That's a 16. Uh, okay. So he, uh, he, sto- he looks at you. He closes his eyes for a moment. Yes, he is expecting you. Thanks for, ch- thanks for checking. Are you prepared? I mean, is anybody ever really prepared for anything in life? That is a good answer. Very well. Through this door, follow the rules. Okay, and my my friends can come too, right? Of course. Okay. Okay. Cool. And uh, and he sh- and he he shows yeah. you. He like points to a door that's kind of tucked around behind the altar, and you can pass through and when you go through that we are gonna uh switch our scene now to a hugon who is creating uh an unconscious wave of hate in front of him that is parting the crowds as he's walking i think there's such determination um like an icebreaker for people exactly yeah it's like sort of like whether people realize it or not just the just the hate and disdain the, and disgust and anger this ra- unpleasantness this radiating off of him people are unconsciously moving out of his way as he is stomping determinedly with purpose down to the docks and so you make pretty good time uh getting down to the um to the area you all the crowds start... in new york don't even matter if you can just <laughs> yeah, just them. move you can make great time anywhere yeah um if you're angry enough or crazy enough you can get anywhere yeah. you want pretty quickly very quickly um, and uh you, for you you've never been to water deep before but uh you you use what knowledge you have of people which is you know that um 
there's going to be more bars uh, and places like were described in a place of a lower income stratification. And you know that generally the lowest income stratification is where there is the most work. And you basically know that in Waterdeep, near water, docks. So you're just following your nose and you're going towards I the mean, harbor. Every soldier knows that the docks are where you go to have a good time. <laughs> Even in the middle of the desert. There doesn't even have to be an ocean. There's a, there's a dock. There doesn't have to be an ocean. There's a dock. Dock and... adjacent. Listen. <laughs> Someone just builds a dock and like and brothels and bars just spring up. Just just form out of out of nothing um so you follow your you follow your nose um uh, for the smell of the ocean uh as you're getting to the harbor it's a little bit more of a stagnant um uh bay at low tide type smell um which gideon might not know about but uh hugon would be able to interpret I understand the concept of low tide yeah uh it is it is not it it, it smells of bait uh dried barnacles uh i'm trying to th- it, it, it's not a it's not a fantastic it's a very briny it's a heady smell mm-hmm. it's not amazing <laughs> no nah, it's not it's it's dank um and uh so you're able to find your way down to this enormous sprawling harbor and you're able to and you see <clears throat> um there are ships that are at dock that are loading and unloading cargo as you're coming down and so it's basically you're coming down a hill uh at, at, to this depression uh where there's this enormous harbor that many places could almost call a bay uh but this is the the water deep harbor um out along the far edge of where you can see there's like a ring of rocks uh, that base that they create the safe harbor, and you can see the mm-hmm. battlements that have been built there. Um, you can see this is a very defensible position. You can see oh, why yeah. Waterdeep has not been taken by water. Usually, that's a weak point for uh, for a city. You can see Waterdeep has this very well protected. Yeah, the um, the, the harbor of Waterdeep, mm-hmm. the main harbor of Waterdeep, is a masterclass on uh, seaside fortification. Yeah. And you can see the various docks and piers that are spreading out and sprawling out like spider webs into the water uh, that almost create a maze uh, to navigate if you were trying to get a boat in there or a ship. And you can see even further out in the harbor are like the larger uh, merchant vessels that are too large to dock at the at the piers there. But And you can see the ferries moving back and forth. And then outside you can see the, uh, uh, the would it be the man of wars or the men of war i don't know the plural of a man of man of war, war man of ships war. of the line yeah that large naval ships. vessels yeah exactly uh out there patrolling uh flying the colors of water deep um <clears throat> and as you're walking down you it's warehouses that you're passing by and as you get down the the um the the uh the general population is getting more earthy would be a way to put it. Um, the beggars are becoming a little bit more bold, a little more brazen. There is a certain um, desperateness to their eyes that you didn't see when you first uh, entered into Waterdeep. Um, you get the impression that this would be an area where it'd be more likely for someone to knife you in an alley than in the neighborhood where you first emerged into Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Where, where desperation leads to whatever 
actions are required. Like I said, a, a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, but you also see a lot of, uh, it's a lot of working class people, men and women mm-hmm. that are very stoutly built. Um, you know, they've, at this point of the day, they've probably stripped off whatever upper layers they've had and they're wearing uh, like jackets and shirts that are leaving their arms bare. And you can see many of them very well muscled from carrying heavy loads. Yeah. Um, um, but very, as you get down more, the people look more weather beaten. Um, mm-hmm. And occasionally you'll also see uh, some merchants who are down there to do business. Maybe some people that look like they're more of the noble class. Their clothes are a little cleaner. You know, they look like they've bathed recently. They don't look as malnourished. Um, you do see some merchants that are wearing the trappings of nobility, but clearly are not. Um, it's more of like a costume. It's always fun wearing. to watch them to see how long it takes for all of that to go away. <laughs> um, it might be more of a case of where they're wearing it as a costume, because when you're dealing with certain company, mm-hmm. you need to look the part, you know? Yeah. Um, Sometimes looking the part gets you stabbed in an alley, though. Sometimes it does. It's a chance you take. Um, <laughs> and uh, But you eventually get your way down closer to the docks, where there, as you get down at the docks proper, uh, in addition to warehouses, it's like there's almost a uh, two-to-one ratio. Excuse me. A two-to-one ratio for every warehouse there is down there. There are two uh, places to purchase alcohol of mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Um uh, it, yeah. it, it, and you know, you're in the place to party because it smells like old beer, old booze, vomit, and piss. And that's basically, it smells like a frat house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. but that, that is where you find yourself now. Okay. Um, how would you like to continue your search for Zent the Unwise? Well, um, I think the first thing that is important to figure out is, uh, is there any arson happening at the moment? <laughs> yeah, give me a perception roll. Uh, it's uh, 18. <clears throat> you listen and you watch and there is no active arson happening at that moment. Okay. But as we know, absence of proof is not proof of absence. This is true. It could just be, you know, that there is not. Um, it's been handled already. <laughs> it's been handled. You could be in between arsons. Yeah, it could be. You know, you're in that. You're you're in that. You're in the trough between. You're in that. You're in that trough between arson. I'm yeah. a freelance arson. I'm in between jobs right now. Uh, commissions open. I ain't setting stuff on fire. I just practice. You know, it's important to keep your skills. Yeah. Well, yeah, put your it, name out there. Put your name out Can there. You it. might do some fires for free, just for exposure. You know, just to. So, you know, people know. Birthday parties. Birthday, <laughs> Birthday parties, weddings, funerals. I've got my Patreon. Yeah. Hit me up. For three coppers a month, we'll set you on fire. For we'll seven, set a for, fire in for, your name. For seven coppers a month, we'll put you out. <laughs> glory, to, glory to Kasuth. <laughs> Let all the fires burn. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you're right now you're in the slow period between fires. Um, so you might need to find a different tack for, uh, discovering the whereabouts of Zent the Unwise. Hmm. Hmm. If Zent has a reputation for burning shit down, he only probably has access to a very small number of bars. 
Okay. Because people will recognize him as, oh, you're the dude who set the bar on fire. Mm -hmm. We don't want you in here. Mm -hmm. But, like every good uh, hive of scum and villainy, there are going to be places where either he can't set the thing on fire or, like, no one cares if he does. Mm. So those are the two categories of place that I, I will like to okay. uh, investigate. Uh, is this going to be a case of asking around, or are you going to be kind of cruising and doing like a uh, a Sherlock thing of examining the bars and determining which one is the this most This is going likely? to be a bar examination. Okay. Um, so we're going to see if you can pass the bar. Uh, can we? <laughs> can you give me an investigation check, please? Sure. Um, I like the fact that I'm spending Lord advantage Lord. on that. <laughs> okay. Note, please, that I, I'm spending I, advantage on that. Okay, that brings you down to zero charges. Is it really? It oh. does. Uh, That's a 17. It, give me one second here, but that brings me up to six charges. Oh, not 69 charges. That's a whole happy Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> so. You take a moment. You, pro you probably, like, start walking up. The way I envision this is that there's, like, the dock side um, where there might be, like, in some places there might be a rail between the edge of the road and the harbor. Sometimes not. Um, you know, it's it's not. this is not an OSHA-compliant workplace by any stretch of the imagination. And there's um, a wide road enough for two carts to pass each other with enough uh, space to be... Uh, pretty pretty safely past each other without having to worry about one driving into the harbor. And this looks like it was built by design because there's a lot of commerce happening here and you need to be able to have goods move as quickly as possible. So there's a certain distance between the edge of the harbor and the warehouses. So the warehouses are all of varying heights, two, three, four stories high. Um, and you have all the bars and taverns and inns and they're all kind of ramshackle uh, you know, some of them are slapped together with driftwood. Uh, mm -hmm. Some maybe a little bit more sturdy. Uh, some look like they you could sneeze and they would fall over. Right. Um, but as you start looking, you're able to start sussing out which would be which bars would fit your. Um, you you start seeing which bars uh, are going to fit the criteria that you have mentally set for yourself. Okay. Um, the ones that are made entirely of driftwood are right out. No. no they would, of course. Of course. They're, they're, no. You're essentially drinking in kindling at that point. Yeah. And, um, I mean, like, the salt content of the wood might, like, slow it down, but, like, no. Mm -hmm. Zim doesn't get to hang out in wooden buildings. <laughs> and you look at some of them, and you look at the clientele that go in, and you figure, you know what? There's some relatively respectful respectable looking people and going in and out of some of them and someone who is a known arsonist among other things um likely isn't going to be welcome in a bar like that if there's respectable business being done in some of these exactly places. exactly um and so you like, fit i'm expecting this bar to be in the sewer essentially um well it's funny you should mention that because Every now and again, you do see that there's like little walkways down, uh, little stairways that walk down almost to the where the harbor level. And you can see it's uh, it's 
they're high enough so that at high tide the water wouldn't come lapping over the top. But there are um, hmm. large drainage pipes right. that are approximately six feet in diameter um, that allow water and whatever else to come draining down out of the rest of the city into the harbor. Um, and you notice that sometimes you see people actually going down them. And so you you, I mean, you, you look and you see a few uh, sailors, dock workers, uh, stevedores that look like they might actually be of the type, you know, because there's very honest people that, that, there's very there's very honest people that work the docks. These are not all bad people, but there are some folks that are a little shadier. Bad people down there. Yeah. <laughs> and so you start doing a look and you see some of them that have the sunken knuckles mm-hmm. from repeated fist fights. The ones that have the broken noses that have been broken repeatedly. Not just cuz a broken nose could simply happen on the job. You want you're looking for the person who's been in fights. The person who has scars, the person who has that look in their eye, not the look of someone who's trying to get an honest day's wage done. This is someone who is out. The, the, the stuff during the day is just enough to pay for the beer and booze so they can go do the things they really want to do. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the mayhem causers. And you're able to see a couple of them walk down uh, these set of slimy looking steps into and they're, and you can see they're going into like what looks to be one of these pipes. And well, should that you looks cho- like a delight. Or should you choose to follow them? Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you make your way down the steps. We'll end up somewhere. And Sim <laughs> um, might have to wait another day, but we'll find something. Uh, you're able, you, you find uh, the steps are a little difficult to navigate, being slippery, uh, a little slimy mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, but you, you go into this, uh, you, you as you go into this, um, essentially sewer pipe and it smells like a sewer pipe because it's all manner of muck and just detritus coming out of this thing um but you uh but it's not like a a, a thick flow it's it's a it's not to the point where you're not, you have to wade through it you're able to kind of if you wanted to you could straddle it and not walk through this mire and um you can hear voices and as you go a little bit further in you can see an offshoot of a pipe and you can see uh, a door that people, uh, these, these some of these uh, dock workers have gone into, and inside you can hear the sounds of what sounds like uh, a tavern, what sounds mm-hmm. like a, a, a bar, a poo tavern, uh, a, a poo tavern. It's a um, tavern adjacent to poo. <laughs> um, and as you go in, you can see that this uh, opens up into a very large. Uh, round pipe that looks like it it might be 30 feet in diameter and uh so you have to kind of walk down a little bit uh as it angles into this room and you can see there is a bar it is made entirely of metal uh this surrounding room you can see that the bar itself is made of stone um you see that the chairs there uh there are so there's the chairs are basically whatever they found chairs and tables are looking they're found uh old salvaged <laughs> yeah that uh the tables could be like old uh old uh spool uh old cable spools that are used for like mm-hmm. dock lines um it might just be that it's an old sawn off piling is used as like one of the chairs or something like that but you look at this bar and you think this meets all the criteria you would not be able to light this place on fire it is dry 
it is not there, it doesn't appear, you're not smelling flammable liquid anywhere um right. and it is just the kind of place where you might be able to find someone who likes to set things on fire well well i guess we're gonna have to do some investigation and figure out which one of these reprobates is sim. <laughs> um, well, do an, let's do another a uh, let's do a per would it be perception or investigation? I think investigation because you're actively looking. Because I don't know what Zim looks like, so I can't yes. look for him visually. I have yeah. To so again, it would be a ascertain sus- that sussing him out. Fifteen. No, thirteen. Sorry, thirteen. Um, there's a few. Very lucky. Very auspicious. There are a few candidates that you see in there that have the look of someone who would like to set something on fire repeatedly. Um, a bit of an off look um, that aren't dressed either as workers or aren't dressed in a mercenary fashion. Uh, you figure okay. if this person is someone who works with magics, they're not going to be dressed as a soldier. Correct. Um, Correct. Or mercenary. Um, so there's a, there is a few, there are a few in there that would lend themselves to that description. Um, and so you might need to do an investigation, but before we do that investigation, let us do a swish pan back up to the temple of Bahamut. One of those. Um, and, uh, for, uh, the rest of our intrepid team X, you find yourself walking down at a, a hallway that looks like it kind of like, uh, it spirals up slowly to a floor somewhere above the altar. Um, and, uh, it comes to a door and on the door, uh, is uh scrolling or not scrolling but uh th- there's um it, it, so this door is basically stone set within stone so you come to an arched shaped door it's the same white stone that everything else is made out of and you can see there's obviously a door here but there's no handle on it and you can't see any hinges on it um and in various languages there's writing on it and it says on there in a language that all of you would be able to understand, regardless of what language you can you can read, because it's written in many languages. It's almost like a um, like a Rosetta Stone type situation. Uh, it says, "For those who seek the favor of Bahamut, uh, you must prove yourself worthy of his audience." State your intention and enter. Cynic leans over to Eno and says, I don't think we're dressed to meet royalty. And then there's Dren at the bottom banging out as well. Let me in! <laughs> uh, it'll be fine. Dren, it, it's this. This is a church. This is a church. Right. Yeah. Question mark. Uh, so, <laughs> and it says state your intentions. Can you not read that? It says state what you want. I want in. <laughs> Dren, point A, point B. It's a line. Oh, you want this? What do you want? I want in. 
So the signs just says state your intentions. Mm-hmm. Please state your intentions. I am looking for information about the Shadow Council. And um, the letters, <clears throat> all the individual letters light up in a, in a pale uh, silver light. And then the door slides over to one side. And allows you entrance into into a room. Okay. Uh, it, it the room is um, is um, not would it be a hexagram? Is that six sides? Is it hexagon. Hexagon. Hexagonal. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, it, it leads into a, a hexagonal room that is a, uh, about fifty feet across. And uh, as you walk in, the door slides uh, closed behind you, and you can see a door on the opposite side of the room. And in this room, you see um, there are two brass statues uh, facing each other. And they're both in the shape of uh, brass dragons. And, um, the, uh, uh, on the, on the door on the opposite side, where you to look at that, there's more writing in the door and, um, it's, it, uh, it says, uh, The art of conversation is underrated. So you find yourself in this hexagonal room with the two statues and the doors in there. Yeah. Um, so it says the art of conversation is underrated. Is that what it says? It, that is exactly what it says. Okay. My dog um, agrees. So, the art of conversation. Can I do just like, um, like cast dancing lights? Like, I think it wants to just be entertained rather than <laughs> words. You can. So I'll just cast dancing lights. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> How did you actually make five? I think I five of them. You have what now? Oh, I get four of them. So I get four torch-sized lights. Four torch-sized torch lights that are now, you know, you're throwing a little, you know, you're throwing the one-woman rave, you know. Right. <laughs> to no effect. Nothing really happens. I mean, obviously, the lights are dancing around the room. <laughs> so as as oh, these lights... For a minute, so for the next okay. minute, I'm just going to play with the lights. <laughs> so... Eno sees the lights mm -hmm. and he says, um, as these lights produce shadow, so I am attempting to find meaning in its counsel. Nothing happens. And he takes out his lute Mm -hmm. And he starts playing 
um, he starts playing the song that like he's sort of reproducing in his mind the song that he played not long ago in front of the portal mm-hmm. to get the signal. So he's mm-hmm. kind of playing the this sort of world tree jingle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as he's playing, he says, "Someone dear to me was killed, and I want revenge." And you're just saying this into the room? Yeah, I'm just saying this, and I'm I'm playing this this song. And um... give me a uh, performance check. Okay. Uh, that is a unnatural twenty and dirty twenty. Yeah, nasty twenty. Um. Um, dirty dirty Um, so you you play the song and uh nothing happens with the opposite door to open it or anything like that but there you hear um a resonance coming from both of the bronze dragon statues that are they're approximately as tall as Thunuk. oh um okay uh and and they're facing each other and you you uh but as you do that you hear there's a resonance from both of them as if they might almost be not entirely solid The Shadow Council's time has long since passed. Hang on, I have to uh, tip my cauldron here. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oof. What happened? Uh, hang on, I gotta, oh. I gotta burn one of my charges here. Give me my, where's my DM okay. charges here? So I'm gonna do this here. Uh-huh. Eh. Eh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, oh, hang on, I gotta do my, where's my dark inspiration? Um, at the mention, um, you said the Shadow Council, you said the Shadow Council's time has come? I, it, has long since passed. Long since passed. And, um, as you say that, the... Um, the, the light in the room dims, except for Dren's dancing lights. Um, but the rest of the, it, it, it not, it doesn't go out, but it dims very much, um, akin to when, uh, Gandalf was yelling at Bilbo in Fellowship of the Ring. I am not some conjurer of cheap tricks. Uh, like where it just sort of like the, the light sort of like dims, um, mm-hmm. and, uh it feels almost like or it seems almost like a storm 
almost starts to brew. You feel like a change in the pressure in the room. And wind starts whipping around uh, at a very... um, At first, it's like just like it starts getting... It's windy like, okay, your hair is blowing, but then it picks up, it picks up, it picks up, and now I need you to make a strength saving throw. All of us? Uh, Everyone, yes. Everyone! Everyone! Okay there, Gary Oldman. Uh, Thank you for picking up on that. Oh, good. How could you not? It's like his most famous line. (laughs) Tell them we're doing our jobs. Well, it's a good thing I rolled a 19 because I get a plus zero to straight saving throws. Okay, 19. All right. I got a whole 11. You don't like Beethoven. And 11. (laughs) And, uh, Drenmai? Because she's a strong lass. Uh Uh-oh. She got a strong... Add the strength, strength. This is 14 still? 14, okay. So, um, Eno and Drenmai are able to sort of like hunker down against this wind. Uh, Drenmai is able to get like make a small and like kind of like streamline through it, you know? Uh, and uh, Eno, you're able to kind of lean into it and get you get a very roguish look to you as you're. As your as your clothing is billowing behind yeah. you, you know the wind. It's very it's very heroic. Like, you know, my horns pierce the jet stream. <laughs> There's little, little contrails coming off of the thing. Yeah. Uh, Thunic, it just takes you by surprise because inside there's not supposed to be wind like this. <laughs> this is wind not is a, an outside thing. Wind is an outside no, wind thing. Wind is for the outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you slip and you're knocked down and you take three points of damage um, from being. Uh, you you basically you slip and you fall and you and you crack your head against one of the statues. Oh, <laughs> the indoor oh. wind surprises you. <laughs> like, oh, wind! Ah, <laughs> it's been it's been a rough couple days for Thunic. The heavy breeze gets surprise sneak attack. It does. Well, you got to figure. I mean, he oh. he went to he went to an outside that had the inside in it, which was just wrong, and now he's on an inside and the outside is in it. So no, it's actually in a bunch of invisible stalkers. So y'all need to roll initiative. <laughs> um, but as this, <laughs> but as <laughs> this happens, uh, as this happens, um, as the wind is blowing, um, the both of the statues start making a um, not not a not a didgeridoo kind of sound, but it's more of a you know, it, it's wind blowing through a pipe, and it starts making almost like a, a reverberation, singing, resonation, resonating noise. And you can hear it almost sounds like the statues are talking to each other. Um, and as that happens, the the opposite door slides open. And you uh, are able to... And, and, and right as it slides open, um, there is a... Uh, the, the 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 wind starts to die down and then it dissipates and you feel almost like a calm uh enter the room that wasn't th- that had been missing for a moment and the lights come back to a normal temperature mm-hmm. um and you are able to proceed uh out of this room Zenik, are you okay yeah yeah 
Uh, this was. Why is there wind inside? I suspect that it's some kind of uh, arcana check. Can I do an arcana check? <laughs> you could do an arcana There may be some magic involved. See what I it's perhaps. It's uh, a kind of magic. Oh, that's a uh, that's a fourteen arcana check. Uh, can I also help investigate? Sure. You too can do. You too no. can do an arcana check. I've got this in my head now. Math is hard. That's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Ooh, um, I mean, well, you're certain there was magic involved, you know. Um, you sensed. I don't know where it came from. Uh, so, you know, as best you can figure, your song and your taunt evoked something. A reaction from something. This was a reactive thing. Hmm. Um, Drenmai, you sense the same things, but you think that there is actually two different entities at work here. You're say you're getting two flavors. There is two flavors of magic here. There is the flavor that started the wind, and there is the flavor that stopped it when the door opened. I want to do like lick my finger kind of thing and hold my finger up to the air and deduce all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting you're 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 picking up on two. I'm the finger again. This tastes different. <laughs> it does. Well, it's it's a different tingle, right? It's it's a yeah. different. You're getting if if magic if arcana checks, you know, manifest as as uh, if they manifest as like a tingle or or a sense. It's basically yeah. You're getting two different two different spices there. Okay. You get the one on the lips, and then you get the one at the back of the throat, and it's just two different things. It's. Do I feel? Do I sense any good or evil, or any variant of that? Evil? I would want you to do a an insight check to get a little bit deeper into that. Is my insight? Okay. Nope. That'll be a total of a five. Yeah, you, you're not able to. You, this is a case of, and I think it's more because would it be more that like. Drenwai is like, magic is neither good nor evil. It's just a force, and it depends how it's used. You know, electricity can be good because it can power things. I mean, electricity can be bad because I can shock people to death. Yeah, I think you're giving a lot more depth than what would be her current, like, <laughs> action. Of you're inferring a great deal. Yeah. There's, you're, you're picking up on two different uses of it, but you're not picking up any intent from either side of it. Um, that's fine but you're able to um leave the room okay um yeah so you know just says yeah i think there was some kind of magic and he sees dren like you know like tasting the air and stuff and uh yeah it's magic um but shall we uh he he uh he Checks. He checks also to to make sure Alexi is still with them, mm -hmm. because um, I'm assuming Alexi didn't fall over, or if he he, he is in the room, right? Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's omnipresent. Um, we just <laughs> forget he's there. <laughs> he's minding his own no, business. No, I I'm trying not to forget. Um, I'm 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 bad at remembering <laughs> NPCs. Uh, at the best of times. Um, so uh, he starts walking towards the 
Uh, do I notice anything weird? Like, do I see? I, there's nobody. What does it look like as I'm approaching the door? Mm -hmm. Does it look like I'm going into? I'm going to be going into a room. Can I see? Is there any light? Yeah, I mean, it's it. Uh, there more torches lit along the way, and this is a curved hallway. It looks like it might be going around the room. Like there, so it's basically steps, landing steps, landing steps, landing. It looks like it's around the outside of this room you were just in, going up to another floor above it. Okay. Yeah, because I, I so yeah, I just double checked. I do have dark vision. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, all right, so I go I go through the door. Uh, you said there were steps. Yes. Okay, so I go. Is it? Are they? They're going up. They are going up. Okay. So uh, you guys, so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a we're gonna do another swish pan here. Back down to the dock, the docks, and uh, we've uh, we've we've got to figure out which one. Uh, 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 Hugon is going to speak to first. He had determined there were three potential candidates for this, uh, for who might be Zent the Unwise. Trying to remember what the um, Minotaur said about Zem in specific. Like, mm -hmm. he didn't mention anything about what he looked like, but behavioral is what I'm really looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, intelligence check to do a, do a remember. Yeah. yeah, to do a remember. To do a remember. I don't remember. <laughs> and so, uh, instead of remembering, Hugon will do what Hugon does best, and he will cause problems. Okay. And how, will, how will this manifest? The He will find the most dangerous looking one. Mm-hmm. He will sit Social at the table. Design. How is he defining, I'm curious, how is he defining dangerous? Is it like this guy's got the most scars? This guy no. looks the most bent. This guy. <laughs> I think most dangerous is the guy that everybody is avoiding. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Give me a. All right. That would be visual if if you need me. No, to no, that's fine. I think I'm fine with that. Okay, so. You find there is one that is sitting in the corner. Um, he's got uh, a big old flagon of something. You're not sure what's in there. Um, and there, you can see that there is a there is definitely like a moat around him. Of uh, there's a, there's a there's a healthy a healthy berth mm -hmm. uh, between him and the other people. And I want to make sure that it's not because he stinks. Like it, well, as you as you were, if you were to approach, you could. This do is a, a danger birth, not a stench birth. <laughs> you could, uh, you could do a sniff check when you get a little bit closer. Okay, um, no but you're not picking no up on any, like anything more than the usual odor. The, the, nothing more than the usual odors in a land where there is no deodorant and people don't bathe regularly. So. <laughs> and um, they're wearing a fucking sewer. And and, and yeah, and well, there's there's that whole other layer. Yeah. Um, uh, and no, it's not that this is a, this, this appears to be as best you can tell a danger moat as opposed to a, a, well, I crossed the danger moat unheeding of its danger or moat 
and mm-hmm. then I uh, I sit at that table. Oh, a new cast. How may I help you? You look interesting. What happened to your face? <laughs> worry about it. Are you Zim? Because I, I, I have to confess that um, it would be a very good thing if you were Zim. Well, that would depend on who's asking, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm just a little person looking to cause a lot of trouble very quickly. You're not a constable, are you? Because if you are, you have to tell me! And he, like, you're going to look just as the mask. Like, no, they wouldn't wear a flesh mask like that. Since the unwise at your present, at your... At your disposal. How may I help you with chaos today? Do you have access to a sphere of annihilation? Oh, no foreplay or anything, is there? I'm not interested in foreplay or anything. This is business. Oh, you're no fun? Trust me, I can be a lot of fun. Just right now, I need answers. And it's uh, I've had a lot of... Um... Well... You, you need answers, but I, and he chugs the rest of his drink, need another drink, so perhaps we should start there. Barkeep! And, like a bartender, very, yes? We got, oh, he's raising his hand, I don't know. Um, uh, and bartender very, like, timidly comes over and, like, pours him another drink. (laughs) <laughs> As if he might himself burst into flame. And we should... Yes, I think we we can talk a little bit more. But we can talk after the break, because we are at our break okay. period right now. Break so, um, for the folks who are watching us, thank you very much for joining us. We will right be now. back... Right now. We will be right back after a break where we take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And we'll be back with more Dungeons & Dragons. So, everybody, please stay tuned. Hello, everybody. We are, we are back. We are back with some more. Some Durgadans and Dungeons. And we've already had a little bit of Dragons and Dungeons, so let's get to some other stuff. Now, we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons here. Um, Brief, brief recap. Uh, Eno and Dren and Thunuk are currently trying to seek the favor of Bahamut and his temple um, and have... Uh, passed through a room. There probably more rooms coming. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, in, in an attempt to curry an, an an audience with Bahamut, and meanwhile, Hugon is on his mission to try to find a way to destroy uh, an artifact that was given to him by the uh, by the Red Lady. Uh, and has met with Zent the Unwise at a uh, at a sewer tavern, a sewer bar, um, quite quite literally a dive bar uh, in the dock area in the harbor area of um, of Waterdeep, and that is where we had last left. Le- uh-huh. Use words, Brian. That is where we had last left our scene with Hugon having a conversation with this unkempt, unruly-looking person who he has sat down at the table with. And I realized I neglected to describe Zent. Uh, 
Um, and when you when you see Zent, he has uh, he he looks a little unkept. Um, not necessarily unhygienic, but unkept. Little hair is a little wild, um, but not so much that it's like it's not Doc Brown level unkept, you know. But right, it's it's right, definitely right. out there. Um, uh, 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 very uh, thin, pointed features, sharp features on his face. Very well defined cheekbones. Excellent, excellent bone structure. Um, but his eyes are almost, almost. They're so uh brown that they're almost black mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and, um and and deep set and um you know pointed chin and he's got a he's got a, a bit of a beard there but it looks like it's kept relatively trimmed um but other than that he would be very unassuming to look at in terms of like the robes that he is wearing um, mm -hmm. he's not looking like someone who like carries himself ostentatiously um he doesn't look like he's uh, Zen the unwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you know you don't want to look like that guy. So maybe you know maybe he's a little wiser than we thought he was. Um, but he is just downed one giant uh, flagon of some alcohol or another, and the and the barkeep has brought him another. And what was interesting is that the bar the, the bartender who he himself looks quite thuggish, someone who's not unfamiliar with getting into fistfights, uh, very stout, broad-shouldered. Uh, man who looks like he could very easily toss someone out on their ear if need be. And it probably happens given the clientele that you're seeing at this particular bar. But for some yeah. reason, he approached Zent almost like... Uh, you timidly. Would, uh, timidly, almost like you were approaching a, uh, uh, a, a wild animal. Like if you have like... It's like you see the alligator and you know you need to put the raw chicken near the alligator, but you don't want to get too close no then you get close and you jiggle the alligator's enormous cheeks and you just go who's a good alligator <laughs> which is something that zent the unwise might do but most people would probably say i don't want to get too near that alligator so it's kind of like uh, you know um and he has and he goes well seeing as how you're not going to be any fun let us talk a little bit about how i can help you in a nice of annihilation don't think i have one of those what is it you're trying to destroy? And Yugan pulls out the bracer mm -hmm. and sets it on the table. This is a divinely wrought, for lack of a better term, prediction engine. Uh, and it is, quite frankly, uh, an affront to the natural order of the universe. And I would like to destroy it utterly. Ooh, may I have a look at it? You certainly can look at it, yes. It's, I look at my hands. If that's okay, I get a little grabby with things like this. Oh, it's so shiny. Yes, well, let me be very, 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 very clear. Um, this will be destroyed, and uh, I don't want you to get the wrong idea and decide to use it. Because then that will that that will make us not friends. Why would I not want to destroy something? I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm making things clear. Which I, I want I want things to be clear. Which divine entity made this, if I may ask? The Red Knight. Oh, we could destroy everything she touches. She's too much about to order. <laughs> and she like snatches up the uh, the the bracer and he starts looking at it and he's like. 
he like looks through it, you know, like like mm-hmm. a like a cardboard tube, and he's like, "This is a disgusting thing. It's a thing of water. It's a thing of." Bleh. And you want this destroyed? How quickly? I can destroy quickly. it right now. <laughs> but how? Uh, how much collateral damage are we allowed? It would be best if there was very little collateral damage, because then the wrong people might not learn about it until it's too late. Oh, that certainly provides a bit of a challenge, then. Otherwise, we just destroy it right now, (laughs) and it's gone. But I suppose there's a point that we would get rid of some fine drinking establishments, should I do it that way. Otherwise... Did we just turn this into a giant fireball? Hmm. And he examines it some more, and he's like, he's like, uh, like, feeling it. He licks it once. This is an experience that Hugon finds distressing because this man is like Drenmai. In his mind, and that is deeply <laughs> aggrieving. Well, the best way to destroy something is to find its opposite. How do you? How are you? How much do you know about matter and antimatter? Oh, I mean, no, don't worry I know about that it. they cannot occupy the same space at once. What we need, if you don't want me to just blow it up, we need to find something that is its opposite. Something that would counteract it. Then we can minimize the collateral damage. So but again, if that's if, if that's if if damage is of no concern... It's not so much the collateral damage, it's that I want it done correctly. And oh, I want is... it done utterly. Like, it needs to be gone. Reduced to, to nothing. Oh, that is my specialty. But, as I mentioned, uh, it seems like you don't want me to just throw this bracer here into that city over there and then have no more water deep. So, we have to find something that is its opposite. Well, uh, there are plenty of artifacts of chaos out there. Um... Not just chaos, of its exact Polar opposite. Whatever the Red Lady stands for, you must find something that is... antithesis to her existence. She stands for order, chaos. She stands for a war, peace, perhaps. No. Logic and reason. the, the, The objective that this bracer is trying to achieve is peace. On ah, a plane, but on by, a planar what's, scale. by what means is the question. The ends don't always justify the means, unfortunately. <laughs> I tell you what. If you I'm can... not I'm not it's not that I don't know what to say, it's that I hate talking to you. <laughs> um You and so many others. I prefer it that way. I tell you what, find something that could 
equates to its polar opposite, something that is the antithesis of the very existence of this thing. And then contact me, because then we can have some fun. We should also probably find a very large field that doesn't have many people around, or people they don't care about if they die. In can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Hugon takes the bracer and then sighs very deeply because this is the this is the individual he has to suffer through, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> proceeds to just leave and figure out how one he's going to probably handle most of the work of this himself and two how <laughs> like how good zim really is toodles yeah <sighs> and with that sigh we swish pan back up the hill to the temple of bahamut because i think that'd be good it's a shugan like <laughs> it was exhausting. Um, uh, and to our other intrepid heroes, who uh, you walk up to your next, uh, you you go up a few flights of um, a few landings of these steps. Uh, like as we, as I mentioned before, are appear to be built around the outside of this hexagonal shaped room, and you get up into another room. Uh, similar doorway coming in. This doorway is open. You walk in. White stone everywhere. Uh, door slides shut behind you, and this time there is a uh, bronze dragon, a statue of a bron- a statue of a bronze dragon. Again, approximately thunic sized, uh, but this one is very elegantly wrought in detail with the with the um. Uh, with the the wing his his the, the wings are spread wide and the the face is contorted into this roar, um, and it looks like this is a dragon that's prepared for battle. And um, the inlay there's an inlay in the floor around it, and. Uh, it just uh, it it uh, it just says uh, a pledge to fight tyranny. And then underneath that, it says uh, a pledge of an eternal bond. When you say these are statues of bronze dragons, do you, or do you, do you mean they're statues of dragons made of bronze? Or yes, okay. it is. It is a statue made of bronze of a bronze dragon. Okay. Yes. Bronze on has... bronze on both sides of that equation. And there's only one dragon in this room. There's only one dragon in this room, and it has these uh, sharp, snarling teeth and. It uh, and again these just it, it it looks like it's mid roar and it just looks like this is a dragon that is prepared to fight battle. You just it has that that tenseness 
that 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 posture of about to go into a fight. Okay. How brightly lit is this room? Is it like kind of normal? Is it kind of dark? I kind of I'd say normal, normal. Normal. <laughs> normal lumens. And what else is in the room? Like are there candles? Are there like what like, like what is it lit with? Uh there are torches like sconces along the walls. Uh, to have the room lit, and then there is the okay. there's another door on the opposite side. It's very much the same configuration as the previous room. It appears that the only difference is this statue and the inlay in the floor. I am going to use prestidigitation mm -hmm. to snuff out all the torches around the room. Okay. So, so I just. I just start pointing at the torches and I say, um, as I'm as I'm snuffing all the torches out, mm -hmm. um, I say that I say um, the Shadow Council has become tyranny, and I pledge my eternal bond to destroy it. And you're doing this as each light goes yeah. out. Hmm. Has Eno mentioned the Shadow Council in front of us before? Uh, before today, anyway. Hmm. I don't believe so. I can't remember. I don't think he's had specific conversations about it. He's asked questions yeah. to people about it kind of surreptitiously. So it might have been like you've heard the words on his lips before, but never there's never been like you this is the first time you've actually seen him probably the first time you've seen him like vehemently behind his words like this. Most of the time, if I if I may speak on you know, his behalf from what I've seen, he's been a pretty jovial, laid back, book stealing kind of guy. Right? A little petty thievery. Yeah, which, you know, petty thievery. I've never heard anybody. Who has yeah. who has a who has a moral compass, but you've never seen absolute vitriol from him before. Even when he got into his uh war of words with the uh with with the one stone giant when you got right before you guys destroyed their their, their enclave uh, before you destroyed their fortress um even then it, there was there is there was not like a vitriol right it was more of a no I'm, I'm i'm just gonna serve you up right but if i'm if i'm interpreting this correctly there's there's some feel, give me a performance check yeah let's do that let me see a performance okay. check out of out of out of yeah so i mean so basically just to kind of give you an idea yeah he's serious i mean this is this is you you've you've probably not seen him this serious before it's um, not even the whole word serious it's srs yeah this is srs capital s srs while he's doing that can i do a history check to see if i've heard anything about the shadow council so i can Maybe just try and figure out since it mm -hmm. seems like he was kind of into it. I don't want to really. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, that's a 22 performance. Check. Okay. 22 performance. And let's get that history check in. 
24. 24. All right, let's start with that first, and then we'll adjudicate the things that Eno is doing. Um, so, 24 Shadow Council. Yeah. Just if I've heard any rumors or any... If I've had any dealings with it, I don't know, anything. Basically. So, in your many years, you have always heard of secret societies. That's, an, that's not an uncommon thing. Um you also know you live in a world where these, some of these secret societies exist. I mean, let's face it. We live in a world. This is a world of magic, right? So it's very possible and likely that some of these secret societies exist. And some of them are just made up uh, because it's an easier way for people to interpret the world around them when things aren't going their way. You know? Oh, the Illuminati. <laughs> the reason why the world sucks is because of these rich people over here. It's three people lizard control the people. world. Lizard people live below the earth, you know? Um, and their war with the mole people. <laughs> uh, the flesh-eating Molochs. Um, they, uh, but you've, through the years, you've heard stories of the Shadow Council before. And it's, it seems to be a recurring theme, which leads you to believe that there's probably a little bit more truth to those stories than uh, maybe some of the other ones. And you seem to remember Grandmama Gemweaver mentioning Maybe in passing, maybe you were, you know what, it was, oh, you know what it was? Drenmai was probably eavesdropping one night when she was a little girl. Yeah, and, oh. and Grandmama Gemweaver had people over to play bridge. Okay. And you had gone up to bed because it was your bedtime. And then her friends came over for coffee and for cards. And you had snuck down a little bit because you wanted to know what the grownups were doing. Because it was very mysterious that it was happening after you went to sleep. And you re, uh, you remember there being some people there. And I remember her talking. And you seem to remember her mentioning something about the Shadow Council. And uh, there being... That... Your grand, grandmama Gemweaver was concerned that it was a group... Uh, with good intentions, but ill-met means. Okay. Uh, and that her concern was that the the ends do not justify the means, that the means matter. And um, she was saying that she was uh, she was pissed. She was griping as she does, as Grandmama Jim Weaver does, about them sticking their damn fool noses in where they don't belong. And you knew there was a few t there was a few times where she was mentioning where she was saying things like, "Oh, bless their heart," and you know, you know what it means when Grandma Jim Weaver says, "Bless your heart." Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, so there is some memory. So you th you are aware of that as far as like more deep detail. You haven't had direct contact with them, but you I was could. Thinking if I found that out when I was younger, would I have heard any additional things when I was at home base working at AI headquarters? Uh, again, rumor and supposition abounded because, you know, that's what happens at corporate America or corporate favor room, corporate, corporate acquisitions incorporated. Um, and there was, um, always a very solid rumor that, Omen Dron had some shady dealings with, no pun intended, had some shady dealings with 
something called the Shadow Council, whether this is all tied to the same organization or not, is difficult to suss out. But um, you do know that there was... You Give me a... Oh, give me an insight check. I have an idea here. But it matters if you can pass an insight check. Well, I get, like, advantage on insight check. Well, good. What was it? I'm proficient on insight. Proficient. Meh. <laughs> I rolled a 17 and an 18. A 17 and 18. Um, so, 21. 21. Um, you... Um, you remember some of the Skunk Works projects that you were working on and overseeing uh, with some of the other artificers. And um, I'm trying to think of what one of them might have been. Um, one of them, you know... Because you didn't always see the entire project. Some of the projects were very compartmentalized. Because they didn't want to know... They obviously didn't want everyone to know what the what the finished project was. And I'm sure that both intrigued and annoyed Drenmai. Not knowing all the things that were being made. Um, but you seem to remember one particular project that involved attuning... Uh, attuning a gem to uh to the abyss ostensibly for ostensibly for uh protective purposes but you're not but you never were able to uncover the rest of the project Mm. and but based on all that uh, and some of the other like notes you remember you received about it, there's something that's tickling your memory about the Shadow Council and this project that you had worked on at corporate when you were working at the Acquisitions Incorporated Skunk Works. Okay. So, now Eno, you've puffed out, you've snuffed out the lights, and you have made your declaration, and the room has gone dark. And... As you do that, though, there is a deep, almost satisfied growl that emits from this uh, statue of the bronze dragon. And the eyes glow blue in the dark. And there is a slight light coming from the mouth of it. And it's, like I said, the sound is more of a it's very satisfied with what you have said, but you still feel that there is a step missing here to complete what this statue is asking for. Um, I get down on on my knees Mm -hmm. in front of the statue Mm -hmm. and I say I was once a follower of Timora but perhaps 
dragons are more to my liking. Hmm. Um, you see the mouth widen just a little bit and the light inside the mouth grows by a small order of magnitude. And you can see now uh, engraved inside the mouth it can it says seal your pledge okay um i spit in his mouth <laughs> no uh okay <laughs> no, I don't know. happy va- happy valentine's day happy valentine's day <laughs> i was uh, thinking it was a giant stapler but okay seal your pledge in the mouth um I think it wants blood, whispers Dren from somewhere from some oh. corner for some reason. And, uh, um, I'm just going off. Wait, can I yeah. actually, actually legitimately recommend that? Because I've sure. had a lot of dealings with dragons. Sure. What do I have to roll? Uh, you just declare that I have lots of I... dealings with dragons. You've had I one. Have... Well, no, that, that's an old friend. Not to mention, we we still haven't delved into Razi's history. Yeah, poor guy. Is Do we like give me give me another give me another history check specific uh, to your uh, query of dragons? Okay, a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Um, you know that bronze dragons are vehement opponents of tyranny and rooted out wherever they can find it. Um, and once they have taken a pledge to do so, they do so uh, until the tyranny and evil has been destroyed or until their own death. Um, they are very loyal to that cause. So it would not strike you as odd um, that a bronze dragon would look be looking for something like a blood oath to uproot okay. tyranny. So you making so, yeah, that suggestion. Yeah, so that, that suggestion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I hear this like little voice behind me, and I go, "What? What? What, what did you say, Dren? What did she say?" <laughs> I think it wants some blood. Okay. And my eyes kind of start to widen a little bit, but then I, I, I nod and I take out um, my dagger, and um, and I cut. Uh, like my hand, like my thumb, mm-hmm. and I stick my hand. I walk up to the statue and I stick my hand, and the drops of blood mm-hmm. start dripping onto the teeth of the mouth. Um, and as it does so, you hear another satisfied from from deep within inside this this statue. It's not, but it, you don't feel fear. For some reason, mm-hmm. all of you actually feel almost like a protective blanket with this growl. For some reason, it's almost as if you have this vision in your mind of now I can test this, this. Huh? You can test this comfort. I can test 
just this feeling of comfort. Um, well, it's, you almost have a vision in your mind of this dragon standing in front of you, but facing away as if whatever evil lurks in front of you, the dragon is saying almost, you got to get through me first. And when you your blood drops in, uh, the torches relight and the door on the other side of the room slides open and you see a similar staircase leading up to the next the next floor. Excellent. Um, swish pan back over to Hugon. <laughs> Yay, split party. <laughs> um, uh, Hugon, so you have uh, you have left this dive bar. Mm-hmm. What is and like very frustratingly thinking like why wouldn't a sphere of annihilation just work? Why couldn't he just do that? <laughs> Any number but, of reasons why. <laughs> I mean, apparently. <laughs> Go try first, the opposite. You, why you gotta you just you, you gotta get one. You gotta find, you get, first. You gotta find the parts. Then you gotta make it. And, <laughs> uh, I should have killed him. I mean, you did have a pretty good arcanum wielding person in your party that you. I'm not going to talk to you because I hate you. (laughs) Nope. I don't want you involved with this. And even if I didn't like you, and I don't, (laughs) which I don't. So what is that? The end of the story. If I didn't like you, and I don't, that's the end of the story. Yeah. No, there's no more to that. Uh, So what is what is Hugon's plan now? Um. Um. I guess. (laughs) I have to do. I have to take a brief moment. Um. Should I go back to the uh, other group? No, okay. it's it's going to take like 10 seconds. Okay. I just need to... Because we can do this. We can fill the Just day got to find the um, right pantheon. It's been a long <laughs> time since I've looked at... Looking at the various and various gods of, of the Forgotten yeah. Realms. I haven't played a cleric in like 20 years, so... And there's so many to choose from. Yeah, and because of Faerun's the god of silly fuckery about the domain system, you have to kind of like just. There's the god of pie. If you look at if if you look at the war domain, there's 35 deities across a number of uh, pantheons. The god of baskets. No. It's a lot of it's a lot of gods. Well, listen, there's a god for everything. You never know when you might need one. You say that, but then when you need the god of baskets and he's not there or she's not there or they're not there, I mean, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to invent one. <laughs> it's true. Um, hey, this bad thing happened. Uh, which one of the gods? We don't have one for that. Make one up. Make uh, one up. Uh, Zeus banged his sister, and then they got this one. All right, cool. Yes. <laughs> Zeus turned into an ant, and are you fucking serious? Well, look, he did it. I don't know what you want me to tell you. So Poseidon turned into a bull and had sex with that lady over there, and then they had a minotaur. 
<laughs> because, you know, genetics. Uh, Hugon will go and try to find a deity opposite of um, the Red Knight. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, there's a couple uh, that are kind of her mm -hmm. opposite. Probably, I mean. Mm. So, so let's let's hear that. What, what are some of the what are some of the options here that we have at our disposal? Well, uh, Groomsh. Okay. Um, uh, god of war, but also a god of chaos. And also the patron deity of the orcish people. Mm -hmm. uh, probably uh, Garagos. Um, he is a god of war and used to be an exarch of Tempus, another god of war uh but gargos's uh, domains are destruction mm -hmm. uh, and he is chaotic and evil Tempus is chaotic and neutral he's the god of war uh he is more concerned with honorable battle um Lolth is on here torm tyr uthgar valkyr Vandira, Gilmadurth, Thrym, Tharmacool, Tethryn, Svetarm, Sekol, <laughs> Mon, Odin, uh, Maglubiet, uh, uh, Bane. Uh, I will be. I will be the Forgotten Realms Reckoning. Esselus, Gadrel, Ironhand. Gorm Golthian, Helga Brightax, Deep Dura, Corral and Lathan. There's a lot to ch Like <laughs> I said, dude, there's 35. There's a lot to choose from. So it'd be finding something. Um, so give me, well, let's do this. Give me a religion check. Let's okay. do this first. Where's my dice? And actually, let me do. Let me find. Uh, 17 on the die. Uh, um, I, Jesus, I don't think I'm good at I think it's a, just a, a normal 20. <laughs> Dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. Um, man, let me see here. I'm trying to remember which one of these has the list of deities for fifth edition. Um, plans of existence. Some of these are going to be in fifth edition. Well, that's okay. Keep that in mind. That's okay. We're going to look at. Uh, eh. Come on. I don't need the spells. We're done with the spells. We don't. For once, we don't need spells. Uh, let me see here. So. We are looking for probably someone on this. Um, hmm. I think this might be. I just like the name, but that wouldn't work for us. Ah. Ah. I think we have found it. And I, th as I'm looking at this, so you do your religion check, and you think that the problem with some of the gods in the domain of war is that they aren't necessarily the polar opposite of the Red Lady, because her domain is still one of war as well, even though her ends, as you know them, 
right now are to end war. Mm-hmm. She is still in the domain of war. It's just that she is one of tactics. So you know you need to go somewhere on the chaotic side of thing, where she wants to be, have things to be neat and orderly and predictable. You think that the way that you need to go to find something is of more of a primordial god that you remember hearing some of uh, the barbarian tribes in the mountains potentially still worshipping. That uh, people people of... uh, honest folk, civilized folk wouldn't go near this with a 10-foot pole. Um, Beshaba. Oh. Wait, Beshaba's the god of bad luck. Of misfortune and trickery. And you think that more closely aligns to the opposite of what the Red Lady is looking for, because she is looking for um is order. She's taking luck out of the equation. Exactly. And so... Hmm. Alright, well, I guess Bashaba's the way to go, then. Hmm. Now, I can I could be argued into another one. I'm not going to no, say not, that is I'm the one. I'm not mad about Bashaba. It makes sense. Uh, uh, everybody needs luck, and when you take luck away, you're actually really pissing off a couple of very powerful deities yes and you think probably wouldn't even be very happy about this probably not because luck still implies chance and right now at you would think that probably as a normal state of as a normal state of affairs if you're just to wax on this as you're walking through the streets of Waterdeep, plotting your next move you would probably think that on the best of days under normal circumstances timora and the red lady probably aren't uh they don't hate each other because the Red Lady would recognize that there is an element of luck in achieving battle success. And Timor is going to realize that planning can best help uh, increase the odds of good luck. But there's still some things there where one's hoping to minimize the amount of luck needed, and the other one is just purely about, hey, good things happen because I said they do. Um, but in the case of... Uh, yeah, but you think in this case that, yeah, Timor probably wouldn't be happy. But... Um, but Bishaba, you think, is probably just being a being of almost, it sounds like, from what you remember hearing of rumors and, and supposition made by civilized folk in Cormir of, of what, the, what the wild people of the mountains might be doing and the wild people in the wilderness might be doing. Um, that Bishaba almost seems to be like just pure chaos and just, you know... It's almost it could almost be used as a curse. You think you remember something Bishaba take you being like mm-hmm. like a, a curse that you would you would cast upon someone in wanting mm-hmm. them to have nothing but bad luck. Um so but you do know that you would be very unlikely to find a uh shrine of any kind like that within Waterdeep. Underwater deep. Uh underwater Yes, and I will say that you would know about it through your grandfather. That your grandfather had spoken to you of uh, letters. Uh, I think I, mean, I think his grandfather was kind of not around, but yeah. But there I were yeah, but you remember there was a, the last letter was he was in Skullport, and there was things yeah. happening in 
we said skull point i think I'm, i mean i'm going back to like three years ago when you wrote this stuff uh that there was uh th- that you Skullport are in general and then um uh it's not the it's it's not the what is it called underneath there it's um undermountain undermountain yeah. thank you yeah um so you are aware of its existence so that would be your best hope to do so to find what you are looking for because in youth knowing knowing things as you did whenever like weird cults like that ever sprung up like in a city it was almost like immediately root that thing out because you knew that terrible bad things um uh uh terrible bad things would happen if like it if if a cult of baphomet were to be opened up somewhere it was like no burn no, that thing that out of existence problem problem yeah. problem yeah. it's fixed yeah it's this now yeah well, there's a lot of leeway for what you're allowed to what who you're allowed to pray to but at a certain point it's like no you can't pray to the god of murder <laughs> that's a but bad I thing wanna. no bad thing. You, you're not allowed but i wanna <laughs> um no. and knowing stories that you have give me one more give me one more history check sure one more just just, just one more It'll be the last one you ever have to do. Uh, oh, really? Wow. Uh, well, that's good because it's a twenty-two. <laughs> um, I lied. Uh, Damn it! That's, that's what I do as a <laughs> first roll dungeon master. You're a bad person. Um, we, uh, <laughs> um, knowing what you do know of the Undermountain from rumors that you've heard from people, because the Undermountain is is not an mm. like unknown thing. You know, there's the whole yawning right. portal thing. Um, you do know it is a an, an incredibly dangerous place that you would not want to venture into alone. That even given your prowess that you have seen and have as you have grown in your skill, you do know that at a certain point it is prudent not to walk in to a situation like that being the only blade that you have with you. Mm-hmm. So um, you you do remember that as well. Okay. Um, well, that's a problem yes. because now I have to convince these jokers to come with me to Undermountain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, there's there's things to draw. Listen, if you as much as as much as Hugon hate... <laughs> and Hugon has a brilliant idea. What if he vanishes? <laughs> Maybe they'll have to come looking for him. Ha ha. Okay, so there's so you have that, right? <laughs> That's you, a terrible idea. That's you a know, really I want to I want to stress that that is a bad idea. Um, you know not that good. You know that Dren is attracted to shiny things, and as much I would imagine, I think we've discussed this before. As much as Hugon does not like Drenmai, he also knows that if you aim her like a gun. <laughs> In very specific instances, she is a very effective flamethrower. She true. <laughs> literally. True. So I, you know, I, as much as he doesn't like her, we also know that he's seen her usefulness in battle. Yeah. Of her, well. him not liking her is secondary to the fact that she's useful. Yes, and Eno, you know, you know, Eno's a pretty easygoing guy. You know, he just he's not he. Well, he is. You know, and, and you all, you know how useful he is in battle. So it would just be a matter of. If he knew his friends were in danger, you know, and he did express to you during our last session, which would uh, game time be just a few hours ago, 
uh, you know, just a little communication goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And, and for him, it just might be, hey, well, actually him and Thunic could be like, hey, I could use your help. Sure. Drenmai, they're shiny things. <laughs> and you get to light fires. Do you want to blow things up? Thunic has very little to do during this whole thing that, that Eno's doing. Mm-hmm. I imagine now is about when he's wandering around trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's he's going to radio in. Fire the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna. Hey, Hugh, Hugh, did you did you get anything to eat? You, you should probably get something to eat. Because he's concerned that he hasn't been eating. He hits the button. Hey, Dunk, I know where there are spiders. <laughs> are, are they good spiders? They're enormous spiders. Oh. Okay. Um. So we have to cook the spiders ourselves? It's a, um, you hunt them and then you get to eat them. It's like a, um, yeah. It's an experience. (laughs) It's an urban tourism experience. (laughs) Having not Uh, seen a single, well, actually, hold on, on. Uh, he responds back. But but there's no trees or anything here. How are well, they having big spiders? They're uh, they're they're uh, they're underground spiders. Cave spiders. Very quickly, he responds. Those are the best kind. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's trees um, here. Yeah, there are there are trees in Waterdeep. Well, I'm sure there's like a tree or, or like a park or something like that. Yeah, there's there's not, like there... there's whole wards that are park. There's no forests. He's oh, well, it's true. We we haven't really walked in through through anything like that. I, I <laughs> yeah. imagine. Uh, oh my god! It's like every tree in New York City is confined to Central Park. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this is where all the trees are. No no trees anywhere else. Forbidden. I, I'm in Manhattan. There's trees. We know where you are. <laughs> there are very few places where you could be. You're in one particular place. <laughs> you said plural of tree. You're in the, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So. Now, you know, Thunic, I was you're you're still with yes. everyone, right? So okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're radioing yes, in the, as you're going up the steps. To he's the... got very little to do while Eno's doing his thing. He's just like sitting there watching. He's like, I hope Hugon's okay because he was gonna go. Tr- Drinking? He's gonna get drunk, and he hasn't eaten anything at all today, and that's not good for you. <laughs> I'm just amazed. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Um. Anyway, uh, as Eno and Thunic and Dren make their way up the steps to the next level, you come into a very similar room as you have before. Hexagonal room, door shuts behind you. This time, there is a a statue made of copper of a copper dragon. And the uh, the dragon has is doing a sad. The statue looks sad. It does not look it looks it looks unhappy. Mm. And um 
scrawled, or again, I say scrawled, uh, that's the wrong word, engraved in the stone uh, on one of the walls. It just says, laughter is the best medicine. Okay, um... I want to do a snack. So... <laughs> okay. Trent's going to sneak. All right. Did, let's do... If I have to roll for it, I will. Yeah, uh, you do have to roll for it because you're in an empty room. Uh, 24. 24. Okay. I lost my D20. And what, uh, are you sn- what are you snacking on? I'm snacking up behind Sinook so I can take one. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to establish whether or not Thinnick is ticklish. Exactly. And whether his response to being tickled is violence or laughter. <laughs> Roll for tickle. Roll. Uh, dexterity check? Yeah, I think. A dex tickle? Dex ticklish? Dex ticklish check. Uh, yeah, I think that tickling would be a dex check, uh, Dren. Um, okay. To see, because that's a. It's, it's like really advanced and aggressive pickpocketing, essentially. So I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, I could do sleight of hand if you want. That seems like that would apply. Yeah, I think so. I think it would. Because you got to yeah, get to the ticklish spots. Okay. Uh, 19. <laughs> Is this an opposed check, like versus my constitution or something? Hey, I did a snack for a reason. I so if think... it, this is a surprise attack. Yeah, this is a surprise <laughs> attack. Um... That but hits. how affected? But how affected is is he by it? Is there a like an AC for being ticklish? <laughs> that feels like a Constitution check. I think it'd be a Constitution check, which we've said is strength, right? That's not its own. No, th- is it? Its it's own? Constitution has its own abilities. Why did I forget yeah. that? Man, that was okay. Yeah, Constitution okay. check. Nobody ever uses it. <laughs> Apparently, it's unless you get drunk. That's the only time. Uh, you... Yeah, it's really the only time. Yeah. Poison or drunkenness. Or poison, really yeah. the same thing. One's just rec- recreational. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Poison is just alcohol that you've drank too much of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or the other way around. Yeah. So I, I, I'm rolling then. Yeah, consta. It, it measures health, stamina, and vital force. Important for everyone. Okay. And it, so I guess the thing would be. You either get advantage if you don't think Sanook is ticklish, or you get disadvantage if you think he's ticklish. It depends. Where are you tickling him? I think this matters. Yes. I think I think I would be doing since I'm small, so I'm trying to get the most bang for my buck on this. It'd mm-hmm. be the, the snack up the back, and then try right for the to... back of the knees. No, 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 because I'm going to climb up. So I think I'm going to go for the underarm, but then also get, like, that top of the shoulder necky area and go, like, <laughs> And that has to be the noise, too, right? Oh, yeah. There's going to be noise because I'm going to be way over the top, like, little gremlin creature climbing up your back. I think for this, I think it would be a constitution check at disadvantage because of the sneak. Because okay. you're not ready for it. Like, if you're ready for it, you can start to tense up and be like, no, you're not going to tickle me. But if you're completely not ready for it. All right. Well, it, it had it been an advantage, it would have been a 17, but it's a 7. 
Yes. Thonic is ticklish. I love that Thonic. Now, what is his response? Is his response to flail wildly and backhand and <laughs> ah? What? Yeah. What is there? What is Thonic's response? <laughs> I think. He, I think he. Since he is a tall individual, and usually when something were to get him up here, it means that he must lower himself to avoid something that is getting at him. So he drops and goes, does this little boy. <laughs> at first, at first it's like a, a, a the boy is more of a yelp, like something is attacking me. And then it's, as it's, he's hearing the sounds of amusement and it's continuing. It, it goes a My private hope would be he would go spider and then spike her into the earth <laughs> and be like disappointed when he found it wasn't a spider. Be like, um, uh Eno, do you play anything into this, or are yeah, we just getting? Well, I was picturing like Eno reading that, and then so as as Dren and he doesn't see any of that, but mm-hmm. as Dren is starting to sneak around. I, I think what Eno is doing is he's he's he is he's got his lute and he starts like thinking about like a song, and he like strikes like a chord. He gets like one chord into playing, and then you hear this, <laughs> and uh, and then he and then he's startled. Like he's like what? And then uh, and then he's he's kind of like. Hey, good thinking, Duran. Oh wait, is this, is this <laughs> I don't a chain know if reaction? Yeah, is this a yeah. chain reaction? Uh, she gets Thunuk, Thunuk gets Eno, and then he, and then Eno gets uh, Dren because of, we're all making these weird sounds. Like she's expecting Thunuk to to be ticklish and laugh. She's not. Ex- she's probably not even focusing on. What Eno's up to now? He's make the made the uh, the axes and boring sound. Yeah, it like, But it's like right as it yeah, right like, uh, makes the noise. It's like, is this a tune? Hey, <laughs> good thinking. So, so, so <laughs> does anything happen to to Dren then, or is she just too focused on the tickle attack? Let what me, would happen to me, her? Then? I'll do my own fake die if I'm. Or mm-hmm. what would it be? A perception? I'll do my own perception. Yeah, would she herself oh, be startled I... by the noise of the of the lute? Oh, yeah. because I do a like a chord. Yeah, yeah, I do like a happy chord, like a major. Yeah, you know, and it's like ah. Um. No, I rolled a five, so I'm not perceiving much of the world except for the <laughs> of tickling Okay. Um. So there's just this maniacal grin on uh on on Dren. Uh, everybody give me a, uh, give me a performance check. Okay. On this. It's going to be a group performance check. I got an 11. Okay. 18. 18. I got an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Um, that's enough. So with the group check here, uh, you hear this deep rumbling <laughs> from the from the statue, and when you look back, the statue is now smiling, and the door behind the door behind you opens, and you're able to go up to the next floor. Um, we're gonna switch swish pan back to Hugon. Uh, Hugon, what is the plan here? I'm trying to make sure that we're giving everyone we're moving everything along here, so I don't. 
just leave Hugon wandering around like, oh, and he's just wandering around doing because you know, he's doing things. I think I've I think Hugon believes that he's successfully convinced uh, Thunic to go underground with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was easy. Uh, and so now he's thinking about ways to get Eno down there. Okay. Oh, I like this. So he's, he's going after no each Eno one as well. And well, Eno is harder heard... to lie to. I would have also heard the conversation. I think behind me. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He so he just radios in and goes. Hey, uh, we need to go to Undermountain. Um, okay. <laughs> when do you want to go? Uh, when y'all are done. I, I want to stress that, like, it's probably not going to be fun. Uh, and oh. um, you're not going to like while we're, why we're there, but uh, at the same time, I think we need to do it. All right, but well, we also need to go back to Candlekeep. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Why? Yeah, we have to... You guys stole stuff from them. They're going to be pissed. We have to get it back. Mm, no. <laughs> That's generally not how. Um, you come out of uh, theft, not under yeah. arrest. Although, if you wanted to get thrown into Undermountain, stealing from Candlekeep might be a way to do it. Uh, well, then we should go to Candlekeep first and give. Well, I mean, back. you could also just pay to take an elevator down. I don't really so, have any money. Oh, that's right. We don't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I have some money. It's like will... four gold. Yeah, well, you are. Well... Yeah, yeah. Eno would be aware of the yawning portal. In fact, well, he's uh... drank there. Yeah, you've actually been to the yawning portal. Yeah. Okay. All In right. Fa- well, let's. We we can discuss uh, strategies, I guess. And uh, we get when we get out of this uh, temple of Bahamut, we can hook. We can hook up. Maybe have some lunch. Dinner? Dinner, probably. It's probably dinner time. Right. After that. Okay. Good, good. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you actually uh, have been to the Yawning Portal before, and that's actually, you know, one of uh, Yannick Vor's hangouts. Okay. He likes to he likes to play there and, and hold court there from time to time. Um, so you work your way up to the next floor. Same deal as before. Same room. Uh and again, all these rooms could be identical, except for it seems like each one has a different statue in it. This one has a statue of a uh, silver dragon made of silver. Go figure. Um, and it looks uh, like it's doing it's doing the sleepy thing with the tail over the nose, um, this statue. But when you walk in, you can see that uh, the walls... Uh, this time, do have various scrawlings all over them. Um, and you look and you can see that it looks like people have written little uh, historical tidbits as they've come through. Or you see in some places that it looks like um, 
a little like uh, a tiny little, not an alcove, but like a little cubby has been carved out or chipped out. And like little, uh, you could see there's like some very old coins, like very old coins, or it might be an old relic, a little piece of uh, stone from something. You know, everything looks very, if it's an object, it looks very, very old, but everyone seems to have left little, uh, little historical tidbits uh, graffitied almost into a stone wall. Like they've, you know, sat there and etched it in. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go over to the wall and I want to get an idea of what kinds of things have been carved into the wall. It's like, it's all sorts of different things. Um, it, uh, it, it's, it's not like, it's not typically known history stuff. It's not like, oh, this king died on this day, or uh, this was the founding of Waterdeep. Uh, it looks more like they're more um, uh, off the beaten path, drunken history uh tidbits i guess for lack of a better term where it's like uh things that like oh i didn't know that that particular thing happened during the revolutionary war uh you know i didn't know you know it was so it's more like it's not trivia but it's like trivia of actually of, of actually some substance where it's like oh wow like Christopher Lee was in the S was in the over uh, the OSS and might have a confirmed kill count in Europe during World War Two, you know things like that. That like uh, Dude, he killed the shit out of people. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 uh it's pieces of information like that. It's historical fact, but it's uh it, it, information that could be discerned as valuable. So it's not ephemera, you know. It's not like oh this random thing happened that nobody cared about. It's more like it's pieces of history that uh were previously unknown okay um and it's from all over the world it's not just like water davian it's not just sword coast lord's alliance it's it looks like it's from all over there's people from all over the world who have made what essentially looks to be like an offering of historical data so I look in my pouch and uh, I take out a gold coin and I, I then I look back in my pouch and I realize how few gold coins I have <laughs> and then I look at the gold coin and then I kind of nod and I I hold the gold coin in my left hand Mm-hmm. And I grab a piece of. Or is there anything to write with, like around? Like, is there like? In other mm-hmm. words, is there like a? Okay, so I I look for like a. I look for the, the chalk that I've been writing with in my with my journal, mm-hmm. and I, I take that out. Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like they've been carving this into the wall though, or? Uh... They've been just writing stuff on the wall. In some cases, it's written. Some cases, it's been not carved in, like chipped with a hammer and chisel. Uh, more like uh, if you've ever seen it, where people have like taken a nail and like gone into concrete to like, you know, over and over. It, so it's very, it's very scrawled, you know, serial killer looking handwriting. Um, in some cases, but it's just because it's more of the tool as opposed to the intent. Uh, basically someone used whatever they had on them to make this offering. 
so he he looks at the chalk and he looks at what's been written on the wall and he looks back at the chalk and he puts the chalk away and he takes his dagger out. Hmm. And he starts carving these words into the wall. He doesn't spend a lot of time doing it, but he mm-hmm. he, he he carves. Um, he says, "I, Eno, was once paid two hundred gold pieces to write lies about Madeline of the Golden Lion." She was a noblewoman in Waterdeep. I ran away. And he takes like, it probably takes like 10 minutes to carve this into the wall. Mm-hmm. And so while he's doing and he put, this. Oh, and, and then he puts the coin into the, where the ah, other coin. Okay. Uh, Dren and Thunic, is there any kind of, while you see him etching this into the wall, is there any kind of action you're taking in this room? Uh, I basically just perusing over what everyone else has written. Okay. Yeah, I'll do an investigation to see if there's, like, something that I can add. Oh, okay. Um... So Dren might do an investigation check, and uh, Thunic, are you just sort of like doing a general, looky, yeah, a general looky look? Yeah, it's like when you when you go to, uh, like I'm not, I'm. Uh, okay, so when you go to temples in in Japan and mm-hmm. you write on little bits of board and you hang those up, you're not supposed to read what other people read mm-hmm. or wrote, rather. But invariably, your eye glances over things, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, it's not, like, it's a faux pas, but it's not forbidden or whatever. Mm-hmm. People do it anyway. Yeah. So he's sort of just glancing over everything he's seen written on the walls in that fashion, like, what what what, what people have written. He's not, like, hunting for, for mm-hmm. truths or anything like that. He's just sort of like, there's text on the wall. Your brain will parse it. It just can't be helped. Okay. Yeah. Um... You're seeing, like, yeah, there's some pieces of, like, historical things of someone saying, um, I fought at this battle. Um, the general who was given credit was actually drunk the whole time. Um, you know, something like that. Um, confessionals of someone, people uh, people who have claimed, uh, said that, like, things that, um, uh, heroic deeds that were attributed to them they allowed to be attributed to them, but they didn't actually do, or they happened in a different way. Um, some of them just have uh, uh, a birth date and a name, but you don't recognize the name. Um, and some of the cubbies you recognize, there's like worked stone, like pieces of it's obviously a piece of, it's not a stone that you found in the woods. You know, that has a certain shape. This is something that actually has been worked, but you can also tell that it is very, very old. So maybe it's an offering from like an, an ancient civilization like the like the ruins or something like that has been left there um and you give me an investigation check as well or uh, in this case it would be perception because it's more passive you're not actively looking for this adrenmai what was your investigation check i want so 24 oh you did a bwomp um so with that bwomp so you're looking for like a hole that someone has like a piece of history that's not there that you might have experienced maybe or like 
Um, like, I can see what Eno's trying to do, so I'm trying to glean anything from this where it's like, well, what does it want? Or if I can add to it, maybe I can add to it, because I've seen a lot of shit. You have seen a lot of shit. Um, it seems that most of the stuff written on here is of somewhat a personal nature, and a lot of it's coming across as confessional. Um, not necessarily like, okay. I murdered a person. Okay. But um, but it has run the gambit. Um, uh, you see that there's, you, you, you could think back to your life and you could probably think of a situation that you've witnessed or something that you've personally done or something like that, that if you wanted to, you could carve into the wall there as, as, as an offering. As, as, yeah. I want to, I want to go and I want to find like the smallest little corner, like close to the floor or something. Mm -hmm. And then. I want to I, I want to etch in there like a little heart and then I want to put D plus H. D. I'm so glad that I'm never going to see that. <laughs> I ship it. <laughs> this is going to be amazing all the fan art that comes out of this. <laughs> no. Um well, it'll, it'll, it'll be a good alternative to the uh, Hugonthonic slash fic we've been seeing. Um, so... I actually, as I'm carving, I, I and I, I just turn like I just I you know I ship it. Yeah, and I it... just I just keep. Thonic, <laughs> um, uh, what was your uh, perception roll? Eighteen. Eighteen. You actually come across some handwriting that you recognize. Oh. And it just says. Um. I allowed my student to think I had passed for his own good. He might save the world. Uh, uh, huh. How recognize it do I? Like, uh, history check. History okay. check. I just rolled an, uh, a hard 19, but uh, 22. This looks like the handwriting of your teacher. Where's my notebook? I don't know. It I was, need my history. It was not my job to clean your office, nor to keep track of where you put your notebook. Wow. Why? Are you sure it wasn't your job? Not this I mean, week, to it be wasn't. fair, clean is a strong word used for that office. It gets shipped from one corner to a different it. corner. Yeah, he found it, other, see? I was going to say, other duties as assigned, Brian. Other, that's, that is true. I'm sorry. God. Damn it. I always forget about that. You clause. got time to lean, Brian. <laughs> I don't, though. I have never wanted to stab another human being. So <laughs> in my life. Um, lean. Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> um, but as you uh, carve these things into the walls, as you put the final punctuation on your on your confessional or on your submission here, uh, you know, the door slides open and uh, um, you're able to uh, walk up to the next floor. Um, uh, Hugon, is there any other convincing that you feel like you need to do before we reach the final floor here? Mm. I am going to say it's the final floor because we're almost out of time, but it's fine. Um, honestly, like, 
There's not much more to say, like, at least not over the channel. Um, mm -hmm. So I, th I think Dugan will actually go to the Yawning Portal and just, like, hang out. Okay. And he'll eventually just be like, hey, I'm in the Yawning Portal. Sounds good. Okay. So we will get to that. Um, uh, the three of you are able to go up to, the, to this floor here. Here, um, um, you, uh, there, there is a, uh, it appears to be a statue of a gold dragon made of gold. Uh, again, curled up and sleeping on the floor. And you come in and the door shuts behind you. And this time the uh the statue moves and you can see it is in fact not a statue but a uh a very young gold dragon still about thunic sized i want to keep it <laughs> um do you say that <laughs> i want to pet it um well, actually, is the am I? I'm still compelled to say things out loud, so mm -hmm. I yeah. might have actually See said you. that out loud. And uh, the gold dragon smiles a little bit at that. <laughs> there is, there is, um, it, it, the gold dragon smiles a little bit at that, and he says to you, and he says, "I am, I am the, I am the final test." It is a simple one. And if you can answer it, you can answer my question. You will be able to proceed and speak to our master. And he says, helping people is important. Helping people when you gain nothing from it is even more important. Helping people when you gain nothing from it and without them knowing is an ideal to be achieved. Can any of you share with me a time when you have achieved this ideal, even for a brief moment? Does Dren know that I left the armor in her office? She has the armor. She knows that she saw that some of her traps were sprung when you went in there. And we know that, he, well, Hugon also cleaned the place, which drove her nuts. Um, <laughs> um, which which still might win for one of the best pranks we've had. I cleaned Dude, it. I cleaned um, her workshop. Does she? Know? I don't know. I don't, Did you... I don't think she does. I don't, I don't remember ever telling her. Yeah, I don't think that. That it was me that left that armor there. Yeah, she just, know... yeah, Dren, I think. I went when I went outside. I Is thought that? I started figuring out who fucked up my shop, mm -hmm. and then um, I asked what that thing was, and then you told me it was you. Oh, oh I did. All right, there. Um, okay, um, <laughs> because you felt bad about springing all the traps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Um, so what's the what was the question again? My brain is mush. He, he has asked for a time that you can share with him where you have helped someone where where they didn't know that you were helping them and you have done it without the desire for personal gain. Oh. Okay, well it, it would still work. So um uh 
I I learned how to make studded leather armor and I made a set to help protect my friend and I point to because she is important to me. And the dragon looks to you and he looks to, uh, looks at you, we know. Then he looks over to you, Drenmai, and he says, Was this a worthy gift? Worthy gift? Oh, he wants me to tell him something? No, no, no. He's asking you about Eno's story. He's like, this this gift that your friend has g- gave you, did it, hasn't in fact been of help. Dog says no. The dog says no. <laughs> wow. Dakota has opinions. Um, I haven't used it yet. Can I? Wait, you're wearing it. Mm-mm. I haven't oh. even worn it yet. <laughs> it's just sitting in the shop. Still has, has that no, no, new no, armor it's, smell. It's, yeah, it's in the uh, in the uh, kind of like how you have the deployable thing. I just haven't done anything with it. Yet. Uh. Um. Shit, I really Dren would really want to get something out of this situation. Hold on, I gotta think of how much trouble I'm gonna get in. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is he no look looking at Dren like? answer to no no i'm just looking at the dragon i'm just (laughs) (laughs) it is even a even a small dragon is a thing to behold yeah what would okay well while she's thinking about this what would phonix reaction to the dragon be this is Um, a phonix sized dragon uh and and young we know that we know that we know that he's a a wormling as the case would be so with it (laughs) he's never actually met a dragon before has he I don't think that he has. He's pretty young, so probably not. Um, Thinnick size, so he wouldn't be too concerned. He he would not have the same reaction he had with the the being in the library. Right, full fledged uh, shadow dragon at that point. Yeah. Yeah, where he's basically like flumping out because he's uh, I don't want to get et. Um. Well, this is a new person. He's going to walk right up because this is what you do when you meet new people. And he's been concerned that no one has introduced themselves yet. He's going to walk right up and say, hi, I'm Thunuk. Damn you. (laughs) (laughs) And he sticks his hand out like, nice to meet you. And uh, the, the dragon like cocks his head at you. And he holds out like one of his claws and like, Put your hand, shakes him. Ferrovax. The pleasure is mine. Oh, is that why you said damn you? Because you had to name him? Yes, that's why I said damn you. Give me a second. (laughs) Ferrovax. Does Drenmai know how she's going to do this situation now? Situation? Okay. So, Dren, Dren really, really likes shiny gold dragon in front of her mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be allowed to keep it like well 
I'll do the I'll push the button and I'll get the armor on. Mm-hmm. Be like, why don't you be the judge of it? Fight me. I'm gonna end the game right there because that's a perfect ending place. I love oh my it. God. I love it. Fight wow. me. Fight me. You wanna make something like you fight, wanna fight, bro? <laughs> Do it. Come at me. I love that. <laughs> awesome. I cannot think of a better place to end today's game. So I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna put a nice little uh, semicolon at the end of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. We're gonna come back for table talk in just. <laughs> A moment because we you know we have to do these things but we will be back in just a moment so everyone stay tuned uh for uh, the table talk portion of our show i, I um, i'm in i'm in awe right now um all right <laughs> we'll see you guys in just a couple of minutes team x is a production of eat drink roll starring yvonne martino as thunuk gentle trunk Roz as eno gideon reese as hugon valander and Christina Witten as Dren My Gem Weaver, with Brian Wiggins as the Dungeon Master. Please support Team X by subscribing to the Twitch channel or backing us on Patreon. Search Eat Drink Roll as one word on either platform. Follow us on Twitter at Eat Drink Roll. Theme music by Big Giant Circles. Please visit their website at music.biggiantcircles.com.